God is not the cause of suffering, the cause of bad things happening in the world, but he is the master of bringing beauty out of difficulty. Hi, I'm Colin, and welcome to The Tightrope, the podcast where we look for balance and clarity in the midst of the world that we live in. I doubt that any short podcast is going to give you lasting and permanent balance and clarity. My hope, though, is that each week, together, we can take a step forward. It's been an interesting week. I became an online teacher and a sort of homeschooling parent. And I guess in a certain way, the the Benedict of my own home abbey or uh, little cloister. And in, all of us have, in a certain way, found ourselves in a new way immersed in the domestic church. I was noticing that some of the content from, from last week uses that exact term and those exact insights. As the campus minister at St. Scholastica Academy, I can't help but think about Benedictine Scholastica and how it was that the Benedictine mold of life was to to find balance and order and clarity in the midst of a crazy world. And we've all been called to become Benedicts and Scholasticas in our domestic monasteries. And I wanted to talk a little bit about what this week has been and to make some simple suggestions For me, there have been some actually really beautiful and some really difficult moments. I've learned a lot about my own temper and threshold for uh, just kids being kids in the midst of uh, otherwise stressful situations. And I've also, in the course of several days, witnessed God's ability to to work even on me in uh, helping me to move beyond some old patterns and ways into a way of deeper clarity and patience. I've figured out that some of the things I thought that I just couldn't do, I can do, (laughs) like trying to uh, be a homeschool dad while my wife is a homeschool mom, whilst both of us teach classes simultaneously (laughs) and try to move our kids along. I would have told you that's impossible a few weeks ago, and uh, and yet it, it happens and is happening, and not perfectly and not seamlessly, but in a way that's meaningful, in a way that has a lot of grace. Anyway, I want to talk a little bit about having a schedule that works. I am somebody who in my life has thrived very much when there is a good schedule, and I happen to have a son who who needs a schedule. We had a couple days that were a little bit of pandemonium, and one morning he woke up and we said, look, Leo, we've made a schedule for our family today. And he just said, thank you. And he was so excited to have rhythm to his life. And really the the orarium or the uh, the rhythm of life of the, the monasteries of, of Benedict and Scholastica and pretty much every other religious order, um, it's about having that rhythm of life. And I think for all of us right now during this time of social distancing where many of us are are working from home and schooling our kids, or some of us are are out of work and, and schooling our kids, or some of us are just, I don't know, there's so many different situations out there, but all of us um, are staying home or should be staying home a lot more than we usually do. Um, although I will make the exception, one of my students reminded me, uh, her, her in her family, there are a lot of healthcare workers. And I want to give a shout out to you that the hours you're keeping now are extraordinary or others who are, are working in, in grocery or who are working even in delivery in unprecedented ways to bring supplies to people. But whatever our walk of life, it's important to have a schedule. And it was a few weeks ago. 
in our family, we've we've tried uh, a couple of different things, and we found that maybe the draft 1.0 of our of our schedule didn't quite work and didn't establish the rhythm that we wanted it to. Um, but there are elements that we try to include every day, and those elements are pretty simple. And obviously, that the first element is prayer in a meaningful way that draws the family together. Another is some element of, of work, and everybody needs to be invited into the work that it takes to bring the household in, into order, whether it's cleaning, cooking, taking out trash, or, or maybe other things, work around the yard. Had a, a beautiful moment where my son and my daughter were, were simultaneously mowing the lawn together. Um, yes, in Southeast Louisiana, you already have to mow the lawn in March. But it, it was cool to see them engaged in that meaningful work together. And I noticed that if they have that work together, then they're a little more sane and clear. And if you, like me, have kids who really want to gravitate towards screens at a time like this, inviting them into work is something that they will probably complain about, but later thank you for. Another element of this, so you have prayer and you have work, or at labora, the old Benedictine way. Um, another is study. And whether or not you're in a place where school is continuing and there are particular opportunities for learning or whether or not there are even kids in your house, this is a time to study and learn. And I would direct you toward a study of your faith. It's a time for faith formation. I found that there are so many unprecedented ways that this can happen. And for me, school is happening in front of a camera, sometimes on Zoom, sometimes on Google, um, in meaningful ways. I found myself reading through and doing a study of the book, The Little Prince, with my philosophy class, and it was really a beautiful thing in the way that they could interact and also in the way that I can, I can mute students. I didn't used to be able to do that, um, but now, now uh, they all talk one at a time and there's a sort of built-in order. And, and of course, I, I prefer being with them face-to-face. But I just want to say that there are meaningful ways that that study can happen even beyond the walls of your sort of now domestic church, domestic monastery, home life. Um, we can reach out through the unprecedented tools that we have. And uh, I've figured that out in in some cool ways. Going back to the idea of prayer, I have prayed rosaries with, uh, with colleagues and friends virtually, and, and that's been really meaningful. And in some ways, um, holy and, and and yet like a little bit comedic in that everybody is just, just in their house uh, doing their thing and stopping to pray. Um, yeah, so prayer, work, the next is study. And the fourth is, is this really important element of community. There are two things I want to talk about here because I am one who will tell you right away that taking the social distancing measures that have been given to us seriously is is an act of love and charity. Often loving your neighbor means getting very close, but sometimes loving your neighbor does mean keeping a little bit of distance. Community starts at at home. So there's a balance, an unprecedented challenge of balance between screens and not screens. I want to give a shout out to say that this is a time to evangelize the digital continent, and I have seen some amazing things happen with screens in the last week and, and change. 
I have seen priests respond in unprecedented ways to the situation they find themselves in, unable to say public mass, and just really reaching out. And I, I consider it to be a beautiful invasion of the digital continent, that Catholicism was present online before. We had been doing, I think, some really good things, but now it, it's just a full-out storm. And some of the things that were happening in the Catholic world online were, I don't know, arguments and debates about things and not always charitably done. And now I find that the presence of the church online, especially priests who who weren't formally engaged in making short videos or or, or or podcasting or those sorts of things, that they're they're just reaching out to the people in their community. And it it's so beautiful. So there's there's that element of of the church community that is now online. And that can be really good. At the same time, it's also true that during this time, even if we're looking at productive things, we don't want to spend our whole life in front of a screen. So we've got to balance that out. Um, screen time that is spent in whether in Zoom or Hangouts with with other people in community, those are all good, but it's going to be important to schedule that and to schedule time that you're not in front of a screen, that you are 100% with the people that you are are that are in your home with uh, the people in your in your domestic church. You need to find ways to make eye contact and ways to work through maybe old crosses and old things um, in your home life. Whereas before in the in the busyness of running from this practice to that practice and getting home from work late, there was an opportunity to maybe escape the difficulties in relationships. Now you find yourself face-to-face with those. And this is a time that God can heal. So those four things, shout out to uh, to my school community, St. Scholastica Academy, because outside of our, our brick-and-mortar campus, you will find these four words, prayer, work, study, and community, adapted right from the rule of St. Benedict and perpetuated by the heart of charity that flowed from St. Scholastica. And uh, I submit them to you now because I think in our home lives, um, those four pillars will be very helpful for us over however long this is to establish a rhythm of life. And when the world uh, returns to, I won't say returns, when the world moves beyond this into uh, a new and beautiful and resurrected form, that balance will still be very, very important. And having a rule of life will still be very, very important. And actually working through things with your family members, returning to simple things, being a presence on the digital continent, all of those things will still really be really, really important. I think there are a lot of things that we can learn right now. And I want to be the first to say, of course, God did not cause this. God is not the cause of suffering, the cause of bad things happening in the world. But he is the master of bringing beauty out of difficulty, bringing beauty out of destruction. He has specialized in it from Genesis chapter 3. And there's always a plan in the divine mind to take what seem like the worst things and to to bring beauty out of them. Of course, the central mystery of our faith is the cross, where death itself is destroyed in death. And so in, in this, I have every confidence that the God who is the creative master of bringing beauty out of ashes will do the same for us right now. So I want to instill that confidence in your hearts. I want to, again, remind you about praying and working and studying in your community, about finding that schedule and rhythm of life. 
Um, be gentle with yourself and with your family. If it has not looked um, Pinterestable in these this last week, it's because you're you're working it out. Just keep keep trying to find that rhythm. Every night, not a bad idea, certainly to make a, an examination of conscience and to uh, pray an act of contrition, um, but also to to say sorries to the people in your house. If we find ourselves failing, um, then say sorry, and I forgive you. Never let the sun go down on your anger, and the Holy Spirit will will work through this all. Thank you for, for listening. This is episode 101, and... Uh, if you haven't listened to other episodes of this podcast, I'll invite you to go back and take a listen. There are a lot of uh, a lot of episodes to pick from, and perhaps you have a little bit of spare time these days, or maybe you're walking around your neighborhood and uh, looking for something to listen to. And so, I will submit to you that there's a, a whole library of such things. And I'll also say, just in general, that all of us at Ascension and this time have been talking and thinking and, and mostly uh, praying about ways to serve the community, um, about ways to reach out. And so we're on Facebook. If you're not listening to this on Facebook, there there are prayer opportunities. There are all kinds of things that are happening. So um, just know that we're here for you. For Ascension, I'm Colin McIver reminding you to take a step forward. <laughs>